Good morning. Good morning, church. My name is Peter. I am one of the pastors here. I want to welcome you to Sunday service this morning at Evergreen. I want to ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads, and let's pray together. God, we thank you this morning. This is the day that you have made, and uh, we are here, and we want to worship you. We want to bring ourselves before you. We don't want to be critiquers and consumers, uh, but we want to be worshipers. So help us to do that, to lay bare our souls and our hearts before you, be available and accessible to your people and to the Holy Spirit, and to uh, bring you gifts, our confession, our brokenness, our prayers, our needs, our praise, our intercession for those hurting around us. Help us to be mindful and aware of all that's going on and uh, not put that aside, but bring it here before you in prayer, in song, in meditation, in heartfelt worship to you. Help us to do that today. And as we give, as we offer, I pray we may receive and be fortified with all that you have for us today. We thank you for our guests, Mending Wings, that are leading the service for us today, and we ask your anointing be upon them. Speak powerfully and truthfully through them and help us to be ministered to and to uh, understand more of you through others' eyes. So we thank you for this opportunity today, and we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want to... Welcome Corey and Mending Winds to come on up and lead us in our services today. Would you open up uh, this time together with a warm welcome? Oops. <laughs> we'll get it later. So, Shakhmaitsky, Ignashman, Nixa Koshkosh, Kushiapotimki, Corey Greaves. I don't know what I said either, but it sounded cool. I said, good morning. My Indian name is Kwesh Kwesh. My English name is Corey Greaves. So we come from the Yakima Nation uh, here in Washington State. How many have been out to uh, our nation? You've been in or Yakima or that area, yeah? How many went to Legends Casino? Ain't nobody going to raise their hand for that, huh, Pastor? <laughs> so uh, we have 14 tribes and bands that make up the Yakima Nation. And so... Uh, I'm Irish and Klickitat on my dad's side, and I'm Irish and Blackfeet on my mother's side, which was really cool growing up because I could play cowboys and Indians all by myself. <laughs> and I almost always won, so. Um, so we, uh, we're, we have a native nonprofit youth organization called Mending Wings. And so I'll tell you about that here in a little bit. But uh, the group that you see here, this is our program called Dancing Our Prayers. And so we get this opportunity to kind of travel all over the country and share Christ and culture. So that's what we're kind of uh, redefining as Native people. What does it look like to follow the Jesus way as Indian people, or more specifically as Yakimas? So does it look different, sound different, smell different, feel different than maybe a Euro-American would follow or an Asian would follow? And certainly it does. So um, the problem is we're, we're running into um, centuries of theology that has been held by a certain people group. And so as we develop our own theologies as native people, we kind of come into conflict because it's not orthodox. Um, but uh, I kind of asked that question, who says? <laughs> uh, why is it that we can't develop our theology and our understanding uh, of the Creator? What makes ours less valid than someone else's? So we're going to wrestle around with some of that stuff this morning. Um, it's really, uh, really good to be here. Um, we're very honored um, that Brent and, and uh, Pastor Peter and you know others have invited us into this space with you. Thank you for being welcoming. I've got the opportunity to kind of meet some of you as you were coming in. And so <clears throat> we'll wrestle around with some of this stuff this morning. We're going to do some dancing, um, some drumming, some singing. We're going to get some of you up dancing with us. 
because uh, we love to watch white people dance. So <laughs> we're going to look forward to that this morning. Uh, and then uh, just, just have a good time. So, <clears throat> so uh, as we begin... Um, begin to wrestle with some of this stuff, we kind of got to go back in history a little ways, uh, kind of where it began, uh, where some of our people groups met. And so I got to show a picture of this guy, and I asked the question, who is that? And don't say Jesus, because that's what we would say in Sunday school, so we could get a piece of candy, right? So who is that? It's not Napoleon either. Go ahead, shout it out. What'd you say? Who'd you say? Coperni? No, no, good guess. I'd never heard that. That's a good one. Columbus. Hey, good job. So in 1492, some of you are finishing it. Yeah, we're so brainwashed, aren't we? So in 1492, when we Indians discovered old Chris out there floating around and lost in the Caribbean, and we took him in and nursed him back to health and gave him some fresh water and some bananas, and some Havana cigars, and we send them on home. Uh, there were, a pro- you can go to the next slide, there were approximately 150 million native people in what is now North America. 400 years later, there's about 230,000 of us left. So from 150 mil to 200,000, it's one of the greatest examples of cultural genocide or ethnic cleansing in the history of the world. And all of that took place right here in the good old U.S. of A., and oftentimes under the direction and the blessing of the church. So for us, Christianity has never really been good news. (laughs) Because the way the gospel came to our people is, you guys are pagans, and you're involved in witchcraft, and you worship demons, and your drums are of the devil, and your dances are of the devil. In order for you to be a good Christian, you need to cut your hair and learn the guitar and learn the piano. And along with that, learn our language, learn our culture, etc. So Christianity hasn't really been that good news. So when I was seven years old, um, I had somebody call me and they were asking about when I, when I became a follower of the Jesus way. So we don't like to say the word Christian. It kind of leaves a bad taste in our mouth. And it's almost like a title, isn't it? I'm a Christian. America's a Christian. We, we say the Jesus way because it, it talks about a way that we walk, a path that we follow, a trail that we follow. So I was about seven when I, as much as a seven-year-old can understand what that meant to follow the Jesus way. Uh, and as I grew up and I went to many different denominations, Uh, throughout that time. What I learned is that when I was seven, I learned to become a follower of the Jesus way. And as I grew up, I later learned now I had to become a Christian. (laughs) And I, those two things weren't the same. And things began to get really complicated for me because somebody said, well, you need to be a Presbyterian. And then someone else said, no, 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 an Anglican. And someone else said, no, no, a Catholic, a Methodist, Assembly of God. Right? So things got really complicated. And then I I had to decide what version of the Bible I was going to read. Was it going to be the King James? Because apparently that was the authorized version of the Bible. Uh, Was it going to be the, you know, New Living Translation? Or finally, I just decided on the NIV, right? The New Indian version. And so things got less complicated. And here I am today. So... Uh, so all those things made life pretty difficult for me. And, but what I've come to believe now, uh, and I'm only 46, so I'm still a young buck, right? So what I've come to believe now is that life is a story. Uh, so that I'm a story, you're a story. And that Taman with creator, that's our name for creator, reveals himself through story. There's a Jewish poet that wrote uh, that God loves stories so much that he created human beings. And I think that's what it means to be human, is to be a story. So before I go any further, um, I need to just do a little protocol. Because our elders teach us that when we come into a place, 
We don't come in arrogantly expecting that, you know, they want to hear what you have to say. That you come humbly and you ask permission, um, whether you're speaking to little ones or older ones or anyone in between. So I ask you this morning, uh, may I teach you? Thank you. You'll be sorry you said that. I always asked her, I said, well, what if, what if they say no? She said, then you ask him, then why are you here? Our elders are pretty wise. So anyway, this Christianity thing became pretty complicated for me. And I think what's hard for me to understand as a native person, even today, is I guess how this invisible, infinite, mysterious creator could be reduced to a set of manageable propositions. And that if I think correctly, then I'll know God bestly. And this is what I was taught in Bible college and all that. But what I've come to believe is that people that think this way, I think they're wrong. They're not bad. I just think it's wrong. Because as Indians, man, we, we don't want to take the mystery out of Creator. We don't want to pretend like we know Him and got Him all figured out. I love that, love that quote from the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. You know, where they were asking, oh, Aslan, is he safe? <laughs> of course he's not safe. He's a lion. He's unpredictable. But he's good. <laughs> I love that. So as a native person, I want to be fully native. But the church has told me that I can't be. So it says, those drums, those dances, you know, that stuff's not Christian. But like, you know, Republicans, Democrats, that kind of stuff, that's really Christian, you know. And so that's okay. But uh, not that Indian powwow, sweat lodge, dancing stuff. Man, it's like idolatry, right? That has no place in the church. So if you want to follow Jesus, you need to leave behind In essence, your sin-stained culture to embrace our sin-stained culture and understandings of following. As if to say that one expression of humanity's worship to the creator, to this infinite being, is better than another's. And the problem is, man, that's been our story as native people. But I think that's one of the things that I'm really happy about being here this morning because not here. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be in this building right now. There are plenty of churches who won't let us darken the door of their buildings because of these things. There have been some churches that have been pretty shaky about having us in because of those Indian drums. Aren't those things that got spirits attached to them and... And I always try to put them in ease, you know, because I always tell them, like, well, right on the back here, it says Yamaha. So, <laughs> made in Japan, so it's safe, it's good. And then everybody feels all right after that, so. <laughs> I want to say that we don't want this to be our story anymore, where the church tells us what we can and can't do, and what's okay and what's not okay, and where we're just the perpetual mission field, the unreached people, the needy recipients. We're kind of tired of that. I loved that Brent's group, uh, youth group here, came on out. How many came on a slam trip? Is there any youth in here that came on a slam trip? All right, two of you, great. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Really enjoyed having you guys out to the res. So we don't want that to be our story anymore. So I kind of call myself a recovering evangelical now. And as I, as I talk to my, uh, my priest friends in the Catholic Church, I still just say I'm a protesting Catholic. So, so I'm trying to discover what it means to be what Tamamatla made me to be human being. 
and all of its mess <laughs> and to be okay with that. And so for me, is I want to be the best native youth pastor, the best husband, the best community uh, member, the best father, the best grandfather that I can be. And so I want to learn what it means to be a fully human person because there's human persons and there's non-human persons. So we have a, we have a saying, uh, so we say, all my relatives. So I look around this room this morning, and I can say, you are all my relations. So I look, and I see, you know, we don't have a word for cousins, but we say brothers and sisters. Uh, there might be some old enough to be my grandmother or my grandfather. You are my nieces, my nephews. You're all my relatives. But it has a bigger idea to it than that. It tells me that I'm related to things that have come before me, uh, to those that are here now, to those who will come after me. It tells me that I'm related to things that crawl, things that swim, things that grow, things that fly. I'm related to the horse nation, to the buffalo nation, to the salmon nation, to the huckleberry people. Those are all my relatives too. But there's no language for that within Western evangelical thinking. And so I think there still remains this real deep-seated prejudice within a Western hermeneutic that disallows me from engaging in my world in a uniquely native way as a follower of the Jesus way. And I think it's problematic for American evangelicals as we're going out there and others are coming here and this globalization thing is happening, what does it mean when we say Christian? What does that look like? What is the true authentic expression of that faith? And then who gets to decide that? And so I want to say that I think the American church is desperately and woefully incomplete without the contributions of the host people of this land. Those of us who were here long before the immigrants arrived. Yeah, we had bad immigration laws. <laughs> so understand, I'm not mad or angry. I just like to joke around a little bit. I always see some people in the audience that get real straight faced, like, that's not funny. <laughs> I'm just playing. This morning, I think there's an invitation uh, for us to become fully human when it comes to our neighbors. How do we love our neighbors? Our African-American neighbors, our Hawaiian neighbors, our Yakima neighbors, our white neighbors, our Asian neighbors, our Hispanic neighbors. How do we, our Republican and Democratic neighbors, how do we love our neighbors. So something really cool is I've hung out with my black friends in Portland. I found out something about God that I didn't know before. I found out that God is black. I didn't know God was black. But as I listened to the stories of my African-American brothers and sisters in the face of oppression and injustice, and yet still they held to this faith and to this one who is the creator of heaven and earth and came in the form of a two-legged, that black-eyed, brown-skinned, black-haired, aboriginal boy that we call Yeshua. And I love to use his tribal name. Don't forget that Jesus or Yeshua was a tribal person. We even know what tribe he was. The lion of the tribe of Yud. And I know Hebrews. I got some Hebrew friends, man. They're brown skin and they don't look like that Irish Jesus I see on those stained glass windows, you know. 
They have 12 tribes and bands that make up the Israeli nation. We have 14 tribes and bands that make up the Yakima nation. They have first fruit feasts. We have first fruit feasts. We know what it's like for, to be moved and have our languages and our cultures on the verge of extinction because of another oppression of another people group. And so do they. So we have so much in common. But I want to know that Jesus, that one that was born in a little native village called Bethlehem in the land of Palestine in Asia Minor. That Jesus. Because I always thought Creator was like this big kind of white Norwegian guy, right? So with a big white beard and so when I would close my eyes and say, our Father who art in heaven, you know, that was the image that came to my mind. Think about that. What, what comes to your mind when you close your eyes and you pray, our Father who art in heaven? And that was interesting to me. But now I, I embrace God as Tamanwitla, the giver of the unwritten law, the great mystery grandfather. So I'm going to read this little uh, prose, this little piece from a friend of mine named Adrian Jacobs, and he's a Cayuga from Canada. And so as I read it, I want you to consider this morning what it means to be fully human. He says this, it is out of the seedbed of honesty forgiveness, and humility that an indigenous Christianity can grow. An indigenous Christianity that seeks the pure respect of the treaty-making nature of native people. This is a Christianity that seeks the least in its midst as having a legitimate voice. It's a Christianity that's not afraid to laugh at itself or at the pretension of its leaders. Christianity that believes it's stronger as a group and humbly relies on one another for correction and for support. And the journey out of colonial abuse begins with the word no. No, we will no longer be a peon in your game. No, our identity is not given to us by you. No, you will not think for us or tell us how we should feel. We must embrace our history. And to do justly, we must tell our story and express all of the pain of our history. And when we do, you're going to hear our bright hopes. You're going to feel our painful deaths. So we invite you this morning to weep with us, to sing with us. But I promise you the pain will be so deep that the only consolation is in our Creator. The great sin against our dignity is answered by a love that brings arrogant violence to its knees. And that is the message of the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than that of Abel. Man, I wish I could write like that. But I'm not a smarty pants Indian, so. In a moment, uh, we're going to call up the dancers and the drummers. Um, you know, when we come in and we do these types of things, we always have such a short, you know, it's, time is short to be together. There's so much more. We just kind of scratch surface on some stuff. We didn't get into Indian boarding schools. We didn't get into any of this kind of stuff that has kind of made us who we are today. And people have asked me, how do you, how can you follow the Jesus way after all that has happened to you because of Jesus way people? And I think that the creator has just given me the grace and given many of us the grace to realize the difference between the stories that are good versus the bad way in which those stories were presented.
So I'm not ashamed to be a, a native follower of the Jesus way. But I will be a native follower of the Jesus way. And as my, my good friend and my mentor, who passed away a couple years ago, he said, we're going to wrestle theology back from the cowboys, he said. <laughs> so, um, and I think that's cool because... When groups come out to do mission trips on our res, you know, sometimes they come with this idea that they're going to help us poor Indians, you know. Here's the thing, though, man. God didn't come over to this country on the Mayflower. Contrary to what people think. The stories of Yeshua did, but God didn't. And if we believe in an omnipresent creator, he was already here working among our people. Our history didn't begin when Columbus got lost. That's not when our history began. Our creation stories that tell us that Tamamatla made us right here. He made dirt man and rib woman. And he spoke us into existence as well as all creation. And I think the church has a lot to learn from us as native people about a theology of place, a theology of belonging. We did not come over on some make-believe bearing land bridge. I know anthropologists need us to. But that's not what our creation stories tell us. And man, I think God's big enough to make people where he wants to make them, yeah? So this morning, we're going to invite you into some worship. Uh, might be a little different. One of the ways that we pray is that we dance. So Hebrews do the same thing. They dance through prayers. Except we won't dance like David, yeah, naked down the street or anything. So <laughs> be thankful for that. <laughs> uh, we eat, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Indians, we get commodity foods. Yeah? The government gives us commodities. So commodity cheese, commodity bread. When you eat that stuff all your life, you get a commod bod. Hey, that's what's going on. All right, so um, dancers, drummers, I want to invite you guys up um, to get into your places. So we're going we're gonna to do some dancing, we're going to do some singing, some drumming. Um, you're going to get opportunity to meet these, these uh, students, and um, it's cool. You guys can take pictures, uh, video, whatever. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, just don't touch their hair, yeah? Okay. I don't know what it is, why people want to touch Indian people's hair. So bizarre. I mean, I was down in Florida uh, a couple years ago, and I was getting some scratch tickets at this little uh, gas station, right? Can we say scratch tickets here? <laughs> and um, I'm standing in line, and all of a sudden I feel this, like somebody just running her fingers through my hair. <laughs> what the? And it was this lady, man. She was probably in her late 50s, early 60s, and she's like, calm down. I'm old enough to be your mom. I'm like... You don't touch my hair, man. It was weird. I'm just getting jiggies right now thinking about it. So. Anyway, so um, take pictures, shake hands, get to know these guys afterwards. But, you know, leave the hair alone. Eh? <laughs> we'll cut you off some locks later and sell them for 10 bucks. That's how we do fundraising. <laughs> uh, so then we're going to get you guys up dancing with us, too. I'm still trying to figure out if we're going to do a potato dance. Or a friendship dance. I just, I'm trying to figure out what we might do. So, just, this is going to be a, where's, where's Pastor at? Where you at? There you are. Uh, you guys, do you have a, this is a really bizarre question. You guys got potatoes here? No potatoes? No. Okay. We got three. We got three. What, what was that? Couch potatoes? <laughs> All right. So we're going to put some songs up. Uh, we're going to sing, sing these things in English, right? Um, I mean, in uh, Indian. But we put English words up here for you. Um, some people say, you know, you'll hear us say, hey, ya, uh, hey, ya, uh, hey, uh, right? So it's not like John Wayne. Like, get John Wayne movies out of your mind. It wasn't, hey, uh, uh, hey, how are you, how are you, right? That's... It's not how we drum, man. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> so uh, it's a heartbeat. It's a heartbeat of our mother. 
And earth is our mother in the sense that we were taken out of her. She gave birth to us when the creator came down and said, bring forth. That's like the earth says, literally in the Hebrew it says, was nine months pregnant, the earth, and she gave birth. Oh, do you think we could get some water, some cups and some water? I'll teach you a cool Indian word, choosh. Everybody say choosh. Yeah, you have no idea what you said. <laughs> no, it just means water. Eh. All right. Um, I'm really ADHD, sorry. I get a squirrel. <laughs> so, so we got some, got the English words up here for you. By the way, when we do say, people say, well, what is hey ya, hey ya, what does that mean, you know? So the best thing I can think of is, that song that says, here she comes, just walking down the street, singing. What does do I diddy, diddy dum, diddy do mean? <laughs> right? What is hey, I, hey, I? It's a chant, man. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll start with the drummers. Uh, we'll go through the dancers, the, and they'll tell you their, if they have an Indian name, they'll tell you their Indian name. They'll tell you what style. Uh, that they're dancing, okay? So we'll start here. Hey. <laughs> yeah, hold it. Um, I'm Darian Ike. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Elton Morrison. My name's Thompson Parrish, and I'm dancing Men's Fancy. I'm Keisha Dave, and I'm doing Women's Fancy. Hello, good morning. My name is Jane L. Lee, and I'm doing women's traditional. I'm dancing women's jingle. My name is Persephone Kahema, and I'm dancing traditional. I'm I'll be dancing women's traditional. Ignash Vanessa, my name is Karen Buck. Um, hi, my name is Lisa Lewis. Um, here you go, Paul. <laughs> Hello, my name is Paul Lopez. Ignash Vanessa, Chekekla, my English name is Molly George. Hello, my name is Aiden. So you see why they need water, huh? Hey, good. Nobody touched their hair, right? Oh. Okay. Um, so, hey, this next song, then let's go ahead. Can we skip to one more? Yeah, let's do that one. So uh, we only have three potatoes. So I'm going to let you guys make the choice. I can choose six of you. Or you can choose six of you that will come up here and just do the potato dance and we'll all watch you and have a lot of fun. Uh, or we can all get up and dance, which is going to be crazy fun also. So what do you want to do? You want to see six people or all of you? You tell me. I got one everybody. Give me a another one. How many say everybody? How many say six? Oh, I guess it's everybody then. All right, cool. How many didn't want to raise your hand because you're scared to death? Hey. All right. So uh, here's how this song and dance is going to work. Um, we're going to partner up. So, you know, like husbands, if you haven't asked your dad, wives to dance, dads, if you haven't asked your wives to dance with you in a while, shame on you. This is a good time to do that. Make up for lost time, all right? Maybe you'll get a really good meal tonight, eh? So you're going to partner up. Um, this is Keisha, Dave. So Keisha, Keisha's going, and her partner, they're going to be the leaders of this dance. So it's kind of like a follow the leader type thing. So when you see Keisha and her partner spin around, whoa. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> Real life Indians, hey. So you all spin around, right? When they go down and touch the ground. Oh, I can't do that like I used to be able to. 
This gets in the way, huh? The Kamad bod. You go down and touch the ground. If they do a cartwheel, hey, I'm just playing, no cartwheels. <laughs> Whatever they do, you follow them, all right? So that's kind of how this works. Now, our dancers are going to come out and pick somebody to dance with them. And the way we're going to line up is Keisha and her partner are going to start right here. And then let's just kind of make the line go over there, close to the windows. Is that the best way to do it, or you think out here? Tell you what, let's go like this. We'll go right out there. Now, they, they're going to take you all over the place. You might go outside. You might go on the rafters. I don't know. All right? But we'll start here and just kind of make that line. All right? Now, as they come and they pick you, and they come up and they say, hey, will you dance with me, right? And she says, no, no, no. You owe them $10. <laughs> That's how Many Wings does fundraising. <laughs> and so, all right, no, not really. But, uh, you know, go ahead. And then after, obviously, there's more of you than there are of us, so we're going to run out of dancers. That's when the rest of you will just go ahead and partner up. So dance as you're able. You're not forced to. It's supposed to be fun, not, like, shameful or anything. All right? So dancers, go ahead and pick a partner. Okay, we're getting our partners. There we go. Ten dollars. Remember, ten dollars over here. I'm watching. How's your drums? All right, good, good, good. Oh, Keish, can you start? Should you start here or there? Let's say start there and let the line go out that way. And then you, oh, I see what you're saying. You do whatever. All right. Hey, she went. All right. Can you, what's your name? Emmy. Emmy, can you give Emmy a hand? Because she was really embarrassed. All right. So I guess we're going to just, I guess we're going to do our original plan and start going that way, okay? All right, so everybody that else wants to dance, go ahead, get your partner and line up, start going this way. All right, go ahead. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I see some people are looking. Oh, where's that girl I've been looking at? Oh, she's over here somewhere. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're my hero. Boy, this is going to get crowded real quick. Okay, can I, can I cut it off right there? Those of you that are standing, keep coming, but nobody else. because Otherwise, we're not even going to be able to move. I just want you to know, Peter, he's back here. He's sad. He has nobody to dance with, so don't forget to ask Peter. Something, man. Woo! Look at this. Keish, Keish, Keisha, can you move down that way a little bit more? I know, they pretty much went around already, Corey. All right. You guys might as well just start right there. All right. Okay. Now you partner up now. Starting with Keisha. They're going to show you how to hold hands in this dance. So the one after another, just watch the person in front of you. Let's see how that one works out. So go ahead. Let's see. Are you showing? You're crossing your hands like this. Okay. All right. Shayla, where are you at? Okay, cool. I was going to ask you if you were recording this. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. I suppose I should ask Pastor if you can dance. I don't know. Is that okay? Here we go. 
seat. We're almost done for the morning. We're going to wrap things up here. So um, as we do this last dance, um, I know you guys are supposed to end at 11, right? So we run Indian time, right? So, so does Peter. Oh, 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 he was getting on my case. Like we got to end at 11. Aha. Thank you. Who said that? Who said that? You? I got something for you. Matter of fact, I'll call you up in a minute. What's your name? Marion? Meredith. Meredith. All right. Huh? <laughs> All right. So what we'd like to do real quick um, in terms of honoring uh, folks, we'd like to ask all of you, uh, who hosted our students and our, us, um, if you would stand up and then come up here. Just kind of stand right here if you would. We're going to have the students come down, uh, and they're going to come in front of their host homes or your host family. So go ahead and go on down. And they got a gift for you. Uh, we got, um, we got uh, smoked salmon. It's off the Columbia. Uh, my good friend... Tom Black Eagle, his uh, niece, Kansas. And then we have jars of huckleberry jam. Uh, my friend Mindy Black Eagle goes up and harvests those every fall, makes a jam. So we got those. So Peter, uh, we got salmon for your family. Appreciate Appreciate having us here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's Meredith. I'm right here. Meredith, we got salmon for you. And we're very proud that you stood up and told the truth. And this is a bundle of sage. And, uh, uh, we use that to pray, and it sounds good, yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, so now what we're going to do is we're going to uh, ask you all to kind of circle yourself around the drum, if you would. We're going to, we got a song that we're going to sing and dance in honor of you, and really in honor of all of you uh, for having us here. I was down in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico at, a, uh, at Manal School. So it's a Presbyterian school down there. I was working with the PCUSA at the time. And we were running uh, I think the largest native youth stuff in the Presbyterian Church USA. And uh, <clears throat> it was a native youth conference down there. It was a week long. I was frustrated at the end of it because the only thing that made it a uh, native youth conference was that there was native youth there. But it looked, sounded, smelt, felt like any other kind of, you know, Euro-American youth conference across the country. Not that I'm foo-foo in that, but that's not who we are. So I would have expected something a little different. So 
By the end of the week, everybody had gone home. I had uh, one more day left before my plane went out. So I went into the only air-conditioned building uh, on the site. Can you go to the next slide? Okay. Actually, go, go two more. There you go, right there. And uh, I was really frustrated. Matter of fact, I was really angry uh, at Creator because so I've been doing this for 27 years now. It's been because of the money. All right. And uh, I was frustrated. I always worked under non-native leadership in, na in native youth ministry. <clears throat> and they were great people, and I did my best to honor and, and um, you know, I guess follow their direction, their authority. But, man, they didn't have a clue what they were doing. So all of it kind of culminated down in Albuquerque this one, this one week. So I went, like I said, into that only air-conditioned building. There was a little couch, a couple bookshelves, and I just, uh, I remember pacing back and forth. I think I was cussing at God and stuff. And, um, I just said, you know, I'm just tired of this. It was, it was kind of the icing on the cake for me, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, all that stuff. And... Uh, <clears throat> And I'm not one of those people, you know, that say, hey, God, God spoke to me or God told me. Because I think that gets thrown around a lot to justify to do something that we want to do. <laughs> but I got a clearer vision that day than anything I ever got. And it came in a prose. And it said, my people were here long before the others cast their sails to the wind. Before the tears of innocence like a heartbreak would descend. And my people spread like eagle's wings across the mountains and the plains. Now our feathers have been broken, but the eagle still remains. And Corey, that's what you're to be about, is mending the wings of your people so they can fly again. So I remember calling up my wife, and I said, oh, I've got this vision. And she's like, oh, SMH, your head's in the clouds again. But I remember I came back to Yakima and I went to print guys and I slapped down $25 and I got a business card that made me president of Mending Wings. <laughs> no idea what that meant or anything. And so, so kind of from that point to now, I've uh, been able to kind of speak into the lives of hundreds and hundreds of, of kids uh, back in the Yakima Nation. We got good stories and we got sad stories. But through it all, the Creator has been faithful. Uh, Molly and Shayla, um, Elton, Cameron, you know, these are older folks now who have grown up uh, through Mending Wings, and they're now in leadership. And that's what it's about, man, working myself out of a job, you know? Here's the thing, and this is an ask I want to give each and every one of you this morning. <clears throat> we rely on the generosity of other believers to do what we do. Because the realities of life on the res, there's not, you know, contrary to what people think that because we got casinos, we got lots of money. It's, for us, it's not true, okay? It's really not true. Pialops get a lot of money, Grand Rons get a lot of money, Yakima's, no, okay? So there's a lot of poverty issues and those types of things, not a lot of resources. So this is one of the reasons that we travel out and about. We seek the generosity of others who would come onto partnership with us to allow us to do what we do. So under the umbrella of Mending Wings, we have like eight different programs. Um, can you go back? Just go back one slide. <clears throat> Those programs are on this brochure that's on the table back here. So you're welcome to pick up one of these and, and it kind of gives a snapshot of our organization. But we do things from cultural revitalization and retention because we believe that we're closest to the Creator when we're true to our cultures because that's how He made us. And God don't make junk. Uh, we do uh, counseling for those dealing with abuses and addictions and um, dancing our prayers is one of those programs. Slam trips is another one of those programs. Um, so on and on. But to do these things takes money. We don't got lots of it. But we believe in that Revelation 7-9 thing that says one day every tribe, 
tongue nation going to stand before the creator. We want the Ackerman nation there. Help us do that. That's my ask this morning. Help us do that. So what we have back on the table, it's a program we had called the Send 10 Challenge. It's really simple because I'm not a real smart guy. Ten bucks a month helps to send a student to a Mendy Wings program for that month. Twenty bucks helps to send two, thirty, you know, got the math. <laughs> it's an automatic withdrawal, monthly, monthly withdrawal. This, this program that we go through, I mean, this, this, um, um, it's called Pay Simple. It's as safe as your bank. That may not make some of you feel that comfortable, but uh, it's a very safe, uh, we, don't, we haven't had any issues and we've been doing this for several years. Uh, so you would fill this form out. Molly and uh, Shayla, they will be back by the table. You can go back there, talk with them. They'll give you one. You can fill one of these out, leave it with them. Uh, you'll be getting contact from us. If you decide to accept the Send 10 Challenge, there's a couple things that we do. We gift you um, with this dream catcher. So it's in the shape of a fish uh, because we are fishermen. And uh, we put a cross in that center, you know, because we want Yeshua to be the center of all of our dreams and goals and aspirations. And so we got a little Bible verse on there from Joel, and it says, in the last days, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. So uh, we gift you with one of these made by students and staff. Uh, we have a picture that we send you of uh, some of the students that you could put up on your fridge. Remember to pray for them. Uh, and then we send monthly e-newsletters. Uh, we don't over, in, you know, over, how do you say, inundate you with those, just once a month. And then uh, once a year, we like to come back to the churches that we've been to and have a luncheon with all of our donor, donors. We, pick, we grab some students that come with us, and they give testimony and stuff, and it's just kind of a cool time to stay connected. So, so that, is, uh, that is our ask to you this morning. So I won't say anything more about that. Um, but as we close out this time, we're going to do this honored song. And I uh, got it from a Mi'kmaq friend of mine. And uh, so it's all in Mi'kmaq, so you're not going to understand a word of it. But uh, I put the translation up here. It says, unite us and teach us to respect each other in a good way. Because Creator has placed us upon this earth and has given us our ancestral lineage. Let us help one another. Is that the church too? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'd ask you to uh, dance. I mean, stand. <laughs> uh, stand as you are able as we sing this song. Uh, and then we're going to close with a video. Okay? And then I'm done, Pastor. <laughs>